Good morning, everyone. This is Winston with the Creativity Cocktail powered by Rising Tides Charity. Today is a wonderful crisp day in the fall. I won't tell you what day it is because, you know, it might be a couple days afterwards. We are so thrilled that we have one. Um, we have a person that's going to be on a podcast today that many of you in Atlanta may know. Many of you in Atlanta may wish to know. She is so phenomenal. Her name is Praise Jackson. Uh, Praise, say hello <laughs> to everyone. Good morning, everyone. I'm so excited to be um, on with you, Winston. Thank you so much for the invitation and the opportunity um, for me to be able to share with your listeners about the things that I'm doing and and my engagement with amazing uh, creatives throughout uh, the city of Atlanta and um, nationally. That's fantastic. I tell you, um, praise number one. I think I've said this the first time we met. You have one of the most awesome names in that i've ever encountered praise jackson that sounds like a superstar (laughs) (laughs) well you know what i tell you what there's a backstory behind it and i can you know briefly share so um i happen to come from a family of five children my mom and dad they had children um five of us there is three girls and two boys and so i was the fourth youngest and my parents uh, were hippies they uh, came up through um, the through the um, as we would want to call it the Woodstock era, oh, cool. <laughs> and so they were uh, living amazing lives in that experience. But they then came to know the Lord, and so during that um, journey, I was the child that was conceived. And my parents um, heard very clearly that my name should be praised delight. I will be honest, they did not know that I was a boy or a girl by the time I was born. So they had my name before I actually uh, was delivered. And so aren't we glad that I am a <laughs> I ended up being yes. a girl. I don't know what, <laughs> what that would have been like had I been a boy. But you know what? I would have made it work. We would have rocked with it either way. That's right. It would have been a, it would have been a different combo, but I'm glad that you are who you are. Uh, that is a great <laughs> Thank you for sharing that story. That is amazing. You know, and, and blessings to your parents too for 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 naming you. That is fantastic. That is really cool. Right. And and I mean and just to keep it one hundred, I did not like my name when I was younger. I was definitely opposed to having a name that stood out and I always got teased about it. You know, you can imagine the gamut. You name it, I heard it. Yeah. But as I got older, I really understood the value that comes with having a name that is different. And even with my business, I embraced that um, through my website. I actually uh, shared a little bit in my about me about what that means to me. And so, of course, having the name praise and then even with my business name, which is Elements of Delight, incorporating my middle name, it really is an extension of who I am. And then elements of delight really just means all the things that I enjoy and all of the things that are a part of who I am. Oh, wait a minute. So I think I missed something here. So your middle name is uh, Delight? Yes. So praise delight is my middle name. Yes. Oh, so wow. delight is my middle name. Yes. That is, that is now that is something that um, for all of the audience that's listening to here today, they've got to be like that is. I thought it was already a fantastic name it was just Praise Jackson, but now it's Praise Delight. Check that is still. 
Amazing. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, when I tell people, they kind of step back for a minute because they want to make sure that they heard what they heard. Yes, you are hearing me say my, my name is Praise Delight. And kind of funny story. So um, I had been on uh, Facebook for a while, but I had gone on, um, had, you know, created a profile, then jumped off for a little bit just because social media was doing some things and I just wanted to kind of clear my mind. And by the time I came back um, to Facebook a couple of years later, someone had seen my name previously, ended up having a child, and actually named their child Praise. Wow. And when they found that I was back on Facebook, ended up uh, messaging me <laughs> to tell me that they had had a little girl and that they had named her Praise. And I mean, it was the sweetest thing, obviously, to get that type of message. But at the same time, it was kind of weird at the same time because I don't know who this person is, right? <laughs> so, of course, I appreciate having someone want to, you know, uh, give their child my name. But, you know, that was very unusual for me. So I was definitely like, wow. You never know what, you know, you never know what the impact that we have on people in the world is, right? Like, one conversation, your name, you never know how this can translate to someone. That is that is a great story. Uh, You shared elements of the light, your your um, your company, your organization. Tell us a little bit about you. I know you sent over a bio but I think it would be more fantastic to hear it from you because I'm looking at it and you're talking about the companies that you've worked with. Some of them are so amazing. You know, you've done all different types of things in media and fashion. Tell us a little bit about that. Right. So um, I should start out by saying that I went to Georgia to aid and I got a degree actually in drawing and painting. And that degree um, was amazing for me because it gave me an opportunity right after college to start my own business, which at the time was called Delight Art. And in Delight Art, I, I did commissioned murals and painting for uh, people that would, you know, um, hire and commission me to do paintings throughout the city of Atlanta and the um, southeast region. And that was an amazing experience. I enjoyed being, a, a, you know, utilizing my creativity in that way. But there was a part of me, because I'm an extrovert by nature, that was not allowing me to really embrace the side of me that loves engaging people. And being an artist is a very introverted, very isolated um, way of living, especially the type of work that I was doing. And so as a result of that, I ended up, um, at the same time, I happened to have done a couple of pageants. So I have a few pageants under my belt, surprisingly enough. And as a result of being in the pageant world, there was something called spokes modeling that gave me um, an opportunity to be able to engage speaking and connecting with people at trade shows, representing a variety of high-end brands like Samsung, Sony, Merrick, Mercedes-Benz, BMW, um, you name it, I you know, had the experience to work with these great brands. And so as I worked in this industry, I really started to understand the value of branding and marketing and how it really um, has a strong dynamic in being able to help consumers to be able to connect with um, what they enjoy, their experiences, and how their um, how their dollars, you know, are utilized based on their interest and in their uh, life of a product or service. 
So I was in that industry for about 10 years. I ended up going from a spokesmodel to then becoming an account manager with one of the companies that I worked with, and then later being actually over the trade show division for that company, which meant that I actually managed the talent and worked with various brands and companies, helping them to build out their brands at trade shows so that they can be able to stand out at any given industry trade show you could think of, you know, technology, automotive, um, real estate, health industry, entertainment industry, the um, the music in, um, industry. So you, you name it, I have had some type of involvement. And yeah, so because sounds, of that experience yeah. um, working with the companies nationwide and then, of course, even overseas, that really helped me to hone my skill set. So by the time in 2014, um, and I, I would have it, um, I ended up being let go. And, you know, I realized that something that at the time was a little bit of a disappointing and, and, and a really challenging experience turned into an extreme blessing for me because it really opened my eye, my eyes to the fact that everything that I had been doing over the course of those past several years, I had been able to do, right? So therefore, all of the gifts and the, and the talents and the things that the company that I had been working for had been able to benefit from, those were the things that I had in my arsenal. And so what I decided to do is after looking and searching at different opportunities and not really seeing as I was job searching, it came to me to just start my own business. And even though I really had no real idea about what that really was going to entail, what I knew is that I had more than enough in me to be able to uh, go the route of an entrepreneur, given I had already had uh, you know, a business, as I stated previously. And so what I did was I put out an email. I basically let about 30 people that I knew know that I had recently been let go and that this is the journey that I was about to be on and that if any of them could benefit from some services, the services that I could offer, which I basically outlined in my resume, that they could reach out to me. And I will be honest in telling you, I got my first four clients from that. And I worked those four clients and was committed to, you know, prove that I could do it. And that was in October of 2014, and I have never looked back. And every year, my company has gotten bigger and has gotten um, more reputable, um, reputable and has gained a true respect in this industry, even to the degree that Rolling Out just had honored me with the acknowledgement of best um Best branding agency in Atlanta, wow. so or that, sought after agency in that, Atlanta. So is, I'm so grateful. That is so inspirational. I, I I was sitting there and while you were talking, I was saying to myself, "There's so many pieces of there what you were sharing that I've had a similar kind of path around. You know, even the dates kind of align. So I think you and I met must have been around 2014, somewhere in that area." And you had so much powerful energy. And at that time, I had gone through something similar where I had a, you know, I had a very successful corporate career and I had all of these things and I was up had all these titles. And then I wasn't, you know, based on the way that corporation was, it just said, hey, we're going to just change things. And so I wasn't like that. And I started to meet people. And I think your experience can line up with this that really transformed life in, in such a profound and beautiful way. Um, I, I shared recently that since that time, 2014 to now, which is five, six years from ago, 
I've come to engage and know and be part of so many experiences that if I looked at the past or the previous 15 years from that, from 2014 previously, it's just been, it's just been a whirlwind. Um, your, your story is so inspirational, um, so many things that you've done. And for those of you who are listening to this podcast, I, I want you to really take a moment to listen to some of the things that she shared. Um, praise when you said things uh, around the fact that you decided to do it on your own. Um, I, I feel such a, so many wonderful creators feel hobbled by believing that they have to be in some kind of box as opposed to taking a step on their own um, and just going ahead and doing themselves and being themselves. And it sounded like you took that step, right? Absolutely. And for me, you know, given, like I said before, I had been working in the branding and, you know, in this area for a while, I observed through the different company experiences really those, if I want to say kind of, you know, orthodox way of doing things. But because, again, I am very creative and that part of me, the that side of me was not going to allow me to just do things in the box. I was determined to be able to do this on my own terms because if I was going to go ahead and step out on the faith to start my own business, well, you better believe that I was going to be able to do this in a way that felt right and felt good for me. And I'm not going to tell you that I followed all of the proper ways to do it. And even to this day with my clients, I'm very clear with them that there are some things that I know to be true about the foundation of a strong business. And please um, keep in mind that I recognize that that's important. However, what I also know to be true is that sometimes what works for one thing does not always work for the other. So you have to be very clear about what your intention is, what your mission is, and then just go about doing it. And if you get to a point where you have a wall, decide what you need to do to get over it. I mean, like, that's just at the end of the day. And I do it every day with my own brand and then, of course, with the um, the representation that I provide to my clients. But ultimately, what it comes down to is being able to have the ability to do it on your terms. And when you do things that way, ultimately, there is satisfaction and there's a success because you're not having to um, emulate or imitate something that someone else has done that you don't know how they got there. And the path that you're taking versus the path that they may be taking can be very different based on multiple circumstances. So that's one of the things that I am always, you know, very clear about and do my best to try to make sure that I express that. Because even in this conversation, one of the things that I also would like to share is that social media, um, of course, as we know, plays a huge role and um, being able to get out the message and, you know, add a, additional value to a brand. But what I also know is that you have to know how to do it. And one of the things that I was clear on also as I started my business is recognizing that there is nothing that can replace face-to-face engagement. 
So one of the things that I did early on was be very intentional about building out a large network of contacts that I have access to that are through my phone, that it does not have to require me to DM anyone, message anyone, and be, you know, 10 people removed to try to get to someone when literally I created the ability to do so by just picking up my phone and making a call or sending a text. And so that's also one of the things that I was very intentional about early on, and it's paying off for me in dividends right now um, because I was intentional about doing that early on and still do that as a practice with my business. That is that is fantastic. I, yeah, I appreciate the fact that not only you're giving our audience that are listening some creative advice, but also some real business thought processes and what they should think about. You know, one of the things you said and I got really curious about was this time in your life where you were doing murals and artwork. Do you have some of that Mm -hmm. that's still out there? I mean, I would love to. I don't think I've seen that. I would love to see some of that stuff that you've done in the past. Oh, my gosh. So, yes, I definitely, um, as it turns out, the murals that I um, have done have been in people's personal homes. So they were on walls that were in homes. Um, and, of course, as I stated, the commission paintings. Um, I primarily worked in acrylic when we talk about the mural work. But the other mediums that I have uh, worked in and have art uh, that is in would be um, oil pastels, um, chalk pastels and watercolor were the other mediums that I tend to work in, in some cases, mixing all of those together. And I tend to, because as I stated, did commission work, a lot of times the things of what I was doing were around the ideas and the concepts of that particular client. But I do have personal pieces that I have kept. I have pieces in my, my, um, in my place now. And it's just a reminder to me that, yes, in the way that I'm not necessarily painting day in and day out like I was at one point in my life, that is still in me. And I do believe at some point um, I will get back to painting more regularly. And I'm looking forward to it because for me, the creative community and the ability to be able to um, provide a uh, an opportunity for people to be able to step out of who they are through art and what art brings to me is extremely valuable. And I also have children. I have a 18 year old and a 20 getting ready to be 21 year old. And it's amazing to me just watching them be able to kind of step into their own creative space as a result of the example that I feel they've seen in me. And so that to me is one of the reasons why I believe that Dell, like I said, I've done my, um, I've been an artist or I am an artist and haven't, you know, have painted in the past. I do believe I will get back to it. And I'm looking forward to it because there's so many people that know of my artwork that have been asking me, you know, what I've done recently. And, you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, me picking up the brush again. Good for you on that oil and past, you know, that oil piece. That was always a challenging thing for me. I did most of my work in acrylic, sort of like what you mentioned. So that the mm-hmm. fact that you work in oil tells me that you have an unbelievable amount of patience. <laughs> and the fact that, <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. that and, uh, plus you have two grown kids, uh, that's also another thing that um, tells me you have patience. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. I, um, yeah, and it's kind of interesting because my son is following after me and from the marketing standpoint, obviously there's a level of creativity that comes with that. And then my daughter, 
Um, she's um, done um, uh, in high school a lot of theater-related uh, projects, so she's definitely acting. And then singing is the key talent that she's been really able to focus on. And is currently in Ohio at the College of Worcester, and wow. my son at the um, at Georgia State University. That that is that is amazing. So I get a sense from knowing you for some time that you've got a really decent um, finger on the pulse of the Atlanta creative community and the things that are happening here, the things that are really exciting, the things that are opportunities. Can you share with us, all of us that are listening, some of your views on the creative community here and some of the things that are really, really top of mind when you think about all of the things that are happening around us? Wow, you know what, that's an awesome um, question, and yes, I'm extremely excited about the things that are happening in, in the Atlantica creative community, and just in Atlanta in general, and one of the things that I decided to do early on, um, those of you that are here in the Atlanta area, and those of you that you know may also just be on the pulse of what is going on, the Gathering Spot is an amazing space that is a members-based club that has allowed for creatives, professionals, entrepreneurs, um, those who are wanting are disruptors and really wanting to embrace the idea again of kind of the thinking out of the box, but at the same time allowing for connectivity. Um, it was founded by Ryan Wilson and TK Peterson, and I early on made a decision when I learned about um, the gathering spot that I wanted to become a member. And I have, I did so back in 2017 and now, um, you know, I'm still a member. And one of the things that I will say is that bringing that type of, the Gathering Spot has brought an amazing opportunity to Atlanta that I feel was missing initially. Um, and I think that it has really opened up the conversation around allowing the creative, the professional, the entrepreneur, all of these different, um, if we want to say in their cells, kind of silo groups, bring them together, which then was allowed for the opportunity for the music industry to be engaged, the um, visual arts community to be engaged, the uh, TV and film industry to be able to be engaged in conversations. Um, of course, you know, we talk about your spoken word and all these other um, amazing uh, dynamics that are coming together through this one space that is open that door. Additionally, I am very familiar with the fact that the belt line being established, there was the idea that they wanted to start to cultivate bringing creative so that there could be murals and paintings that could be able to be a part of that experience. And so early on, I was a part of, even um, not directly because I wasn't doing any of the artwork, but through the conversations of how to be able to facilitate making that be um, something that Atlanta could really embrace. I was in conversations around that, and so I am just so excited to see what that uh, what that looks like and the um, the 
producing an artwork and the engagement um, that people are being able to benefit from having the amazing artists that are used um, installations through the, uh, the murals and even sculpture also adding to that that have been a part of the Beltline project. And so those are definitely two ways in which I think Atlanta is really trying to continue to move in a direction of innovative and setting the trajectory of engaging the creative community and opening up opportunity for those that are coming behind us to be able to see the possibilities when you're you're able to use the create the creativity along with you know some of these other um methods of you know being able to be successful that is that is super you know i don't think that we've ever talked about those two things on the podcast ever and uh it's it's fascinating because I've been going to the gathering spot for at least around the same time you have. And um, this is something that I, I agree with you 100%. There's so many things happening there to the point that um, myself and a couple of colleagues, we were going to be launching something in January uh, at the gathering spot. It'll be a, we'll take the powerful meeting spaces that they have Um a lot of times people come to me because I'm in this world, right? The entertainment world. But I have this background in helping businesses and helping people grow. And they're asking, well, Winston, can I? Can you help me with this? Or can you give me some direction around this? So we're going to have something at the gathering spot. And I'm kind of, my colleagues will probably give me a hard time for saying this too early, but it's okay. Um, it's called the business room and it'll start in 2020. And it'll be just a meeting every couple of weeks at a space there. When we, you know, so it'll take someone like myself who has this ability of helping people craft and start their businesses. We'll have individuals who are focused on marketing. It's almost like a, it's almost like a television show for that matter. But it'll be in a room. You know, there's many fantastic rooms at the gathering spot, and so right. so it'll be in one of those rooms. And you, if you're willing, I think will be a fantastic person to have in one of those conversations. Um, I, I've seen you there at the gathering spot a couple of times, so it might not be that far for you to walk. <laughs> so, no, it's great. I mean, matter of fact, I live, I moved to the downtown area so that I could be able to be right in the heart of everything. And since I moved back in 2012, back to the city, it has been, I mean, I tell you, I love every day <laughs> the idea that, you know, of course, you can't get away from a little traffic in Atlanta, but given yeah. the fact that I'm, you know, right around the corner from the gathering spot and multiple other um, amazing structures and, you know, um, uh, facilities that are in the Atlanta area, it's, it's been a really good move and good fit for me. So I'm, I'm going to ask you kind of a, um, I don't know how this will come, it'll, if this will be tough or easy for you. Um, you are so inspirational. And so praise, who is inspirational to you? Who have, in, who has or have it in, in the past inspired you in your life? So I have to say that it's not one person. There, you know, definitely are a couple of people that I feel like have really helped to mold and shape um, who I am and have really garnered a real heart place in my life. And I would like to first start off with, you know, absolutely my parents, my um, my mother and father truly have been so amazing and have, you know, helped me over the many years, guiding me into being able to learn how to be able to think 
with an open mind and be able to uh, engage and see people and be able to acknowledge the fact that we're not all the same, but in the same sense, we can still be able to find those commonalities. And my father passed away back in um, May of this year, and it was definitely a very, you know, tough um, thing for me to have to experience the loss of my father. But one of the things that I have been committed to do is my father, like myself, you know, really believed in being able to connect with people and be able to, you know, give back to the community. And so even with my company, I have been very intentional about looking for ways in order to do that. And one of the ways that I do is every year I find a high school student who is getting ready to pursue, you know, heading to college or even um, maybe not sure where they're going that I, um, uh, that my company selects to be able to do something for. Um, and I think that that has been something that is, will continue to happen in honor of my father. And of course, as again, um, the things that I've learned through my parents, um, I would also, sh- like to share that Elizabeth Omalani, who is the oh, um, oh. daughter of uh, Hosea Williams, yeah. um, Hosea helped, yes, happens to be one of my clients. But even before they became um, a client of, of mine, one of the things that I recognize is the tremendous work that they do in the community through Hosea Help, also known as Hosea um, Feeds the Hungry and Homeless. And I truly admire um, Mrs. O, as I call her, because not only has she been willing to, you know, put her life on the line to be committed to the work that they do every day at Hosea Helps, but she also has been able to find time every now and then to still do her first love, which is acting. And um, those of you who were, were they recently able to see the movie um, that came out earlier this year, um, the best of enemies with Taraji P. Henson. Oh, yeah, she yes. was in that movie, she yes. Was, yeah, and so I am so, um, I just, every day that I get to be in her presence, truly she um, is an iconic legend um, through her involvement um, in the things that she's been doing and also the role that she's played as a, a civil rights icon's daughter. I admire her tenacity. I admire her her determination, and I just admire how she's been able to navigate um, in a nonprofit organization that has had great success, but at the same time is working really hard to continue to build opportunities so the least of these can be able to have um, more opportunities of, like those that, you know, have more. Wow. I hope that everyone who's listening to us today and to what you're sharing just really understands that giving and giving for giving's sake and, and serving is such a powerful thing. They're, they're, you, we can't tell what's going to happen when we help somebody else. And a lot of times our world is trying to tell us to be separate or different than that, where it's about us. And, and the things you shared are just such an amazing representation of that. So here's here's the thing. So praise. There's someone out there who's listening to this conversation right now, and they're saying to themselves, "I don't know if I'm creative, or I used to be creative, or creativity hurts, or um, 
or I've lost my way. And they're listening to you and what you're about to answer. And you're, and you're going to tell them what is one thing or two things, you know, that they need to do to start or to get themselves going. What would those one or two things be to that person who's listening to you right now? I'm glad you asked that, Winston. So this is the first thing I would say. I would say you're not alone. And even though in that moment when you are thinking about what it is that you're doing and whether or not what you have to offer is valuable and if anybody would be able to appreciate it, what I can tell you is is that God put you on this earth because there was a need and a gift and a talent that you have that only you have it. And the billions of people on this planet, there is no one like you. So therefore, because he gave you that talent and that gift, his goal and desire is for you to share that. And so the one thing that I do know is that one, is we know where it came from, and then also being clear on the idea that we never can do anything alone. Not one person I know that is successful is able to do anything alone. So I would say you have the ability to start to reach out, even if it's to me, I promise you. I am more than happy, and though I stay busy, I'm always appreciative when people reach out to me and they're trying to figure out where they where they need to start or the idea of where to begin or to be able to have the opportunity to connect them with some, someone. I believe that I'm, in a, I'm a connector um, by my heart and my heart's desire to be able to provide to others what sometimes others didn't do for me or and or those who did do it for me, being able to pay it forward. And so that's one thing. The other thing that I would say is there are so many um, uh, community opportunities out there. As I mentioned, um, of course, the gathering spot is a member space, but there's loads of organizations and um, opportunities, especially in the Atlanta area, that you, if you um, look up a couple of meetups, that there may be one that fits exactly what you're trying to go after. And I would say, don't be afraid to go after, reach out, and inquire. Um, Even social media, surprisingly enough, though there are some things about social media that I think could be improved, one of the best things that I think is that I occasionally get people that do reach out to me on DM, and they're inspired by either when I've um, spoken somewhere or some content that I put on my um, platform. And so it's given me an opportunity to start to engage a conversation with someone. So I'd say use social media in a way that could be valuable and reach out to someone. And sometimes you may not get an immediate response, but don't give up. Just share your um, share a quick thought, um, be, but be very specific about what your ask is because sometimes when you're wanting to get advice on something and you don't, um, and you don't know something, someone, it's easier if your ask is specific. So for example, if you're approaching someone that is in the entertainment industry and you um, obviously are looking to try to get your foot in the door, if you find that there's someone on social media that you see as someone that you want to be able to connect with, be very clear about being able to say, I see your work or I've been following you on social media and I have a question about and whatever that question is, be specific. 
And again, if they don't respond, find five or six different people that you do the same thing because there's always going to be where there's no response. I guarantee you, if you keep plugging away, there's going to be someone that will respond. That is that is so poignant. Uh, I get a lot of times people who will reach out and say, yeah, once in a while I have a conversation and I'll say, okay, Kate, what, what do you need help with? Well, I want to learn how it, you know, what it takes to be successful, which is a very broad, broad topic yes. <laughs> as opposed to being very, very poignant about what it is they want to do next. And and, right. I, and I think you're right that, and, and I know that this is true for myself and it's probably true for you, is that taking the step is the thing. Taking the, the, taking the one step first, as opposed to trying to line all 150 steps up and then take a step. Taking, right. taking one step is the key thing. And that, uh, in my life and, and, and in most people's lives that have been on this podcast, and I'm sure praise for yourself, is what really happened. The momentum. It's like an engine. It's like when you turn on the car. The car is not as, at its most maximum efficiency when it starts, but you got to turn it on to get it to go. So um, it's great. You have been so amazing to have on this podcast. I, I am going to ask you up front, and you can say no if you'd like, um, but I would love to have you on again in the future. That would be great. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You know, like I said before, I love being able to engage people, and I love being able to share because at the end of the day, the things that I've learned, I want someone else to be able to benefit from it because if I hold it in, there's no value to that. That's right. And so at the end of the day, when I have opportunities to be able to share through the speaking and um, um, engaging in this way, it really does allow me an opportunity to be able to continue to get the word out that I believe ultimately we are better together than we are by ourselves. And in order for that to happen, there has to be some intentionality. And these are ways through podcasts and, you know, the other platforms that are um, opportunities in order for me to be able to share that. That's such an awesome, it's almost, I know it sounds almost political, but it's, it's fantastic. I'm going to remember that. I hope people remember that as well. We are better together than we are by ourselves. <laughs> that is, that is a, a great statement. Um, Praise, if somebody wanted to reach out to you and if they wanted to learn more about all the things that you're doing, um, what are some ways that they can do that? Oh, um, I appreciate you for asking. So they can go to my website at elementsofdelight.com. And of course, that's elements, plural. So E-L-E-M-E-N-T-S-O-F-D-E-L-I-G-H-T.com. Of course, they can follow me through my social media, all social media platforms at elementsofdelight.com, IG, Facebook, Twitter. Um, You can even catch me on LinkedIn um, through Praise Jackson. And I also have, if you're interested in following me on my personal one, Praise Jackson um, Numeric 7 um, is where you can follow me on IG. Um, Additionally, if you are interested in learning more about my services and would like to give a call, feel free to call my office at 404-343-3992. And again, I'm, you know, always up for being able to have a brief conversation and see where that conversation goes. Um, Again, my company does branding and image consulting services for individuals, businesses, and nonprofits. And I'm, you know, so happy and look forward to hopefully connecting with a couple of uh, of those of you who are listening. Thanks again. Uh, 
So those of you who are listening to us today, thanks again for listening to the Creativity Cocktail powered by Rising Tides Charity. We call it the Creativity Cocktail because we have individuals who have a diverse and disparate um, bits of energy and creativity, all from the different worlds that can exist. We've had people who are who are in the business world, but we've had people who are chefs and makeup artists. And when you mix all of these wonderful people together, you get a great, fantastic um, cocktail and concoction that is fantastic. So um, those of you who are listening today, please reach out to us if you have any questions for us. You know, your info at risingtidescharity.org is our email address. Our website is risingtidescharity.org. This creativity cocktail is on IG directly. Um, we also have a Patreon group that you can um, you can join and get some behind the scenes kind of things on our podcast and what we're working on. And that helps us to fuel these podcasts. Uh, remember, our goals are pretty simple here at this point. Our goal is to have fantastic conversations with creative creatives like Praise. We are going to be putting these together here at the end of next year and really creating this compendium of fantastic creative advice for people in, in, in this world. We are also working on making sure that our mission trip in the subsequent year in 2021 happens and we've uh, outlined a couple of places that we will kick that off in. The Rising Tides charity is about all of us helping each one of us rise at the same time. And um, so praise again. Thank you for being part of this podcast. We look forward to uh, you joining us again. And we look forward to talking to you more. Awesome. Well, once again, thank you so much. And I'm definitely open up to come back. And I appreciate the invitation.